Hello and welcome to the Swing Smarter Monthly Newsletter. This is your host, Joey Myers from HittingPerformanceLab.com. And I have the pleasure of, I got a, a friend who's been a, a friend for a long time, since the beginning of Hitting Performance Lab, probably even what, Swing Smarter Baseball Rebellion? Is that about where you yep. done? Yep. Yep. Right about yep. that time. Yep. And and uh, and so this is Jeff. Is it Rotmeyer? Rotmeyer. Yep. Rotmeyer. So this is this is Jeff. I think y'all are in for a, a, a treat because we're going to be talking about the kind of mental, the process, all that kind of stuff. So first, I want to welcome you to the show, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. And we were just talking about the the beard that he's got that he's sporting. A beautiful, beautiful beard there that has taken some time and some work and some uh, tutelage to keep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, brother. So you you've been working. What what I really liked that we had a conversation before, obviously getting on this one, that you were talking about your process that you're using, which we'll get into here in a second. But you spent the last what five or six years really honing it and perfecting it, and not that it, any process is ever perfect, but you got it to a point where you got a bunch of case studies and things like that. So go over. I know we talked about some of the pillars. Uh, in your programming that you talk about what what are those pillars and then what then we can kind of start doing a deep dive into them yeah so we came up with the the five pillar we call it the five pillars of the strategic advantage player development process and so the five pillars is going to be the first one is mindset mm-hmm. and we can go we can go deeper on all that and then we have the off-season training and then we have pre-season practice and then we have in-season game planning and then we have game day execution and so everything that we built out was basically a framework. And and so, and we'll we'll get into it in a minute, how we built the pieces into it. But but what I found was when I started this was I wanted to uh, kind of build out a process that would help guys in different parts of the season. Mm-hmm. And so what I found was we were having a lot of guys having we were doing awesome on the training side of it. And so the game day side was where we was kind of like lacking a little bit, especially when they started to level up against guys that are just as good, if not better than them. And so my whole journey this last five years has been figuring out how to get guys to compete against guys just as good, if not better than them. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And, and before we get into that, give, give a little background, uh, your background, uh, where, where, you, where you played and, and just, you know, so people go, why am I, why I have to listen to Jeff here? <laughs> sure, sure. Yep, yep. No, I grew up in Clearwater, Florida, so I played out of high school down there, and then I got drafted by the Florida Marlins. Um, I, there were areas in my game that I knew I needed to work on, so I, I was originally going to go to Georgia Tech and play football and baseball, mm. and so, but I ran some transcript issues, and so now I'm pretty passionate about understanding that piece of it. <laughs> but though, but that led me to a JUCO in Oklahoma, Seminole State, one of the premier JUCOs down there. And so I spent a year down there. We went all the way to junior college World Series. Have really, I mean, I probably played some of the best ball I've ever had. And then I went over to Florida Gulf Coast uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, and played there for three, four years, or three years. And then uh, kind of, you know, the things that I need to work on in my game, I didn't improve on. I knew I needed to work on them, but I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it cost me my ability to play professional baseball. And so now this is where... I spent the last 15, 16, 17 years trying to figure out what was the missing link for me. And so that's how I kind of got into where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And, and and so now go into where was, what was the origin of these five pillars? Was it something that 
maybe in in 10 years ago you came up with pillar one and then a couple of years later pillar two or was it more like a it was a flood like an uh, aha moment oh shoot i need to we need to really work this out how did you what was the origin story basically yeah I, yeah I, I think when we all first start out we try to figure out you know we know what we know and then some of us like to reflect on where where we were at and how we could have done things differently. And that's where I was at. And I was the, you know, I was a power hitter type of guy, but I swung and missed a lot. And so, and it wasn't a, a practice thing for us. And so when I got into the, the coaching side of it, I got into the, the, what I call the training piece of it. And so I now call that off the training. So there's a place for it. Obviously you've got to train, yeah. you got to get better and you got to put in your work. And so, but what I, what I was finding is that we were transitioning to instead and we were still kind of in a training mindset. Mm -hmm. And so we never really had the transition in that, what I call now pre-season practice and then in-season game planning. And so we never really had the mindset shift to allow it to play well on game day. So the training piece was all about let's get better, become a better hitter on game day. Mm -hmm. And so guys were getting better, and but it just wasn't – where I felt like they need to be especially when they started leveling up again, guys just as good, if not better. Mm -hmm. And so I started digging deeper and I, I actually ran across the guy who works with me now, uh, his name is Daryl Coulter. Mm -hmm. And we started kind of brainstorming this and he was talking about game day being about the opponent. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of all sit there and say, of course, but really it was the mindset behind it. And so that really got us kind of, digging really deep into okay we got to go from off-season training to pre-season practice to in-season game planning and so the difference is so can i can i can i go go, ahead, go for it this? go for it okay yeah yeah right, so the off-season training is, it's more about your athletic system like getting bigger faster and stronger it's about getting your number getting your active speed uh it's about practice habits and routines and and your attitude and so and then the mindset is really about you. It's all about you doing what you got to do to get yourself and be a better player. Mm -hmm. And then when we transition to preseason practice, the mindset has to be about going from training to working on getting your baseball skills game ready. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, now how do we get, you know, take everything that we developed in the offseason and let now let's turn them into skills that we can use in a real baseball game that we can game plan with. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how we went with that. So the preseason practice, what I, I what we do in there, what I call our stick process. Mm -hmm. And for us, that to me, that's the task of hitting. It's mm -hmm. so we have the, 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 ask, the first ask to steam the ball. The next one is timing. The next one is understanding your pitch, your, your discipline, and then your swing. And mm -hmm. so I started, I started kind of working the process backwards. You know, instead of starting with the swing, we started with, hey, man, let's see what the ball looked like out of the hand and how do we get there and get there consistently. Because you can't get there all the time. Right. But if you can work that process to get there early, then you have a chance to see the ball early and, and long. And then you have a chance to see some of the cues that the, the ball telling you and even what the hand's telling you. Mm -hmm. And so we spent a lot of time focusing there first. And then what I found with that was the timing got better. Mm -hmm. And when the timing got better, the pitch selection got better because we were seeing the ball. And then ultimately the swing got better. 
Now, that didn't mean guys didn't need to work on their swing because they did. But I felt like if we could get the task right, then we can see where we were really at with the swing mm -hmm. because there's so many other variables. And so, but that's kind of, then we went into what, what I call the command hitting. And command hitting is being able to tie a situation account mm -hmm. to every single rep that we do. And then going through our pre-pit process, you know, my, our, when I call it a mental game, it's really about the, the, the process. It's really about, you know, how you think in terms of baseball it's not it's not the feel-good stuff it's not the the deep breathing and the the positive self-talk and there and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. but when it comes to baseball it's very strategic and so how we think in, in terms of what we want to do and how we prepare for our bat against an opponent matters and so so we started practicing command hitting like hey man i want you to hit the ball right there and this this should in this situation account that's when you would need to be able to do that. And so we would work and not, and not, not, not manipulating our swing, but really understanding what pitch I can do it with, what pitch I can't do it with, and understanding, you know, how to actually do it. That don't mean that we always get the result, mm -hmm. but at least we start working on perfecting the skill. Yeah. And then from there, yeah. Well, give me, give me an example. Like mo most of the coaches out there, their big thing is two strikes, right? So what, what are some of the two strike mindset approach type things that you guys talk about? Yeah. So with two strike, what we want guys to understand is it depends on the pitcher too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things that our, our, our approach and our game plan is all based on the opponent. And so we have to think about that and what pitches he has. Mm -hmm. And so like, depending on the pitches that he has and how he uses them. Mm -hmm. So we call it PBML. So there's a pit, there's a, a velocity, there's a movement to a location. And so the more we understand that, the more we can game plan with that. So with two strikes, just a, just a generic mm -hmm. approach, mm -hmm. um, what we'll tell guys is you got to be able to hit every pitch on every plane, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have a wide variety of velocity ranges to cover. And so what we'll tell guys is, we can do a couple things. One, try to take the fastball down right field line. Mm -hmm. So if I can do that, now I let every other pit travel a little bit deeper and I can keep the offbeat stuff there. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that allows me to do is make sure it's a strike because I think most hitters, we swing too much. Mm -hmm. And where does that sound? Is we got to get better at taking pitches. Like the best hitters in the world are good because of the pitches that they take, not the pitches that they swing. Mm -hmm. And so when we try to get guys to understand that, like, hey, maybe there's a situation in count where you want to sit on a curveball, sit on a slider, and that's fine. And, and you can catch that ball a little more out front or whatever you're trying to do. But with two strikes, we want to say, hey, let the fastball get deep. Try to take it down the first base line or third base line if you're a lefty. And then that will let the curveball and the changeup travel a little bit deeper. And you can see if it's a strike. And because the ball that are a mistake, you you're gonna turn on. You just it just looks so good mm -hmm. and you're gonna hit it. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of how we do the two-strike approach. Very cool. So you guys are basically hunting uh again, depending on the pitcher. And that's that's what I always tell my hitters. You're not jumping into the ballpark like that that movie back to school with Roddy Dangerfield where he, he uh, up on the high rise, you know, and he's licking his thumb, checking the, checking the wind. And then he does right. the parts and then he jumps, yeah. you know, you're not just yeah. walking into the stadium deciding what you're going to hunt or what, what your plan is. You're going to base right. it. 
the observations observations of the pitcher, like you said. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that and that and that takes us to the preseason. And that's what the preseason for us is all about. And we like to think of it like like football. Like what did the how did the football season work? It goes in the offseason, it's all about getting bigger, faster, and stronger. Mm-hmm. The preseason is about honing in your your plays, understanding your skills and know what plays you want to run. And then the end season is all about studying the opponent and practicing mm-hmm. all week for that one opponent. Good point. And so so with the baseball, it's like nowadays, especially the good pitchers, you know, the guys that are not very good, you know, you mm. they suck, you should hit them, you know. Yeah. So, but the guys that are good that we're mm-hmm. trying to level up against – you know, they're in the PBR. They're in the perfect mm-hmm. game. So their video is on YouTube. Their mm-hmm. scouting report is on it's on yeah. PBR. That's true. And so you can study them before mm-hmm. you see them. Yeah. And now, and, and basically, basically for us, it's like we really just want to understand, you know, their PVML, their, their pitches, their velocity, and then how their pitches move so that we can understand what we want to attack and what we want to take. Mm-hmm. And so with all those information out there, now we can practice. Even if, you know, you know, the, we play every day, you can still, you have practice for the game. Your whole practice, your whole mindset is about that pitcher that you're going to face that day. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great piece of advice, especially with, that if these players are facing these good ones, they've got recruiting things right on uh, PBR. I mean, they're right out there on the internet. You just search them. You, you know who you're going to play. You know the person. You just search them up on and, and look up their scattering report, and there it is right there. So you got other people doing the, the work for you. So why not Absolutely. use the internet? Yeah, I love that. So you so that's through – so in the, during the game, the in-season, you're talking about that game planning. You're talking about studying your opponent and competing against your opponent. What's So was that, is that the third pillar? Yeah, so that would be the – that would have to be the fourth one. So the or first fourth. one we didn't talk about just yet was the okay. mindset. We okay. talked about the mind. Well, I, want, I want to talk about that, but we'll go back to that one. Okay. But the in-season, yeah, so we have the pregame, uh, pre-game data – research you know where you can find on them try to figure them out and then it's about like watching the game like the game within the game like we tell guys like you need to be like when you're when you guys are hitting every bat it's like it mentally needs to be in a bat that you're taking Mm -hmm. and then reading and studying the pitcher like what is he doing in certain situations count what does he do the what are his tendencies mm-hmm. what are his habits what does he like to do how does he respond when there's runners in form position what does he like to go to you know so really studying and watching what he's doing because every advantage you can have is a st- strategic advantage and you can use it against him to be better mm-hmm. and so it's really about getting these guys to understand how to watch a game but the thing is like they, we can't just tell them to watch a game. They don't really know what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. So we, this is something that has to be taught. Like, yeah. what do I look at? What, what's the basic? What do I start with? And once they get the basic down, then they start understanding, oh, dude, I just, holy crap, I just noticed he did this, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. then he does this. And once you start teaching them how to think and how to watch a game, then they start noticing other little things that they can use to their advantage. Now, do you have them watch one of those things or body language? Do you have them watch a picture to see, you know, if they're in these kind of slump positions versus chest out, you know, that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we like to see how they respond to everything. The the more we can have, the better. You know, the the, the data. Now, the the tricky part is is not overanalyzing it. 
Yeah. It's just information that you gather that you can go. But when you get in that box, after you go through your pre-pitch routine, mm -hmm. you get in that box, it's all about okay, I've given my brain a direction. Now it's about going out there, seeing the ball and reacting in terms of, again, I've given myself a starting point. That doesn't mean that's always what's going to happen. Yeah. But at least I have a starting point. I have a plan. Right. Well, it's predictability, right? It's you were right. attempting to predict the probability or use probability as when we're when pitchers just as a general looking at it from a general's point of view, like 30,000 foot view in a, and in a bat, you know, when a pitcher is ahead in the count, what does he or she tend to do if she's a, a behind in the count? What does he or she tend to do now? It's not going to be 100 percent of the time. Nothing's ever really 100 percent. But like what you're saying is we're taking the highest probability and it could be 60 percent. 60% versus 40%, right? That this pitcher is right. going to throw a fastball in this count. Well, you can't sit in the middle. Well, it could be either fastball or a curveball, right? You say we're thinking just a pitch with two pitches, 60% chance you're getting a fastball, 40% you're getting a curveball. Well, it doesn't make sense to look for the curveball. <laughs> right, right. It's still, even though it's a low percentage of fastball in that count, or I mean, it's a 60%, but it's a majority, doesn't mean that you're going to get the fastball. And if you don't, what I tell my hitters, is that you now learn something. So in that count, 60% of the time fastball, 40% curveball, but then you see a curveball, the reality, right? Well, now right. you learn something. Right. Right. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like, everybody's different. Yeah. And this is where, like, like every pitcher different. You know, like, his fastball is not his fastball. His curveball yeah. is not his curveball. Yeah, yeah. And so the really individualizing everything. And that's like the key of it, like individualizing as much as you can. And, you know, you're a different type of hitter than this guy. What does he know about you? Because mm -hmm. he's studying you too. Yeah. So how do you, so what are your weaknesses? And the more you know about what you do and your tendencies, the more you can game plan and almost maybe anticipate. And again, like you said, doesn't mean you're always right, mm -hmm. but it's all like, okay, he knows this, I know this. And that's when that chess match happens. And that's mm -hmm. when baseball's fun. Yeah, you know, a good friend of mine, Daniel Robertson, he played uh, played played a lot of minor league ball, got a couple decent cup of coffees in the big leagues, played with Mike Trout with the Angels. A great guy, super intellectual guy when it comes to all this kind of stuff. And, and we were talking one day and he was, we were talking about the same thing. And you take one scouting report, because like we said, yeah, we could go and look up the pitcher's scouting report on PBR or whatever, but then the pitcher can look up your scouting report on PBR. Right, <laughs> right. right. You got a thing up. So what uh, Daniel was saying was taking a scattering report or a heat map of a pitcher and what his strength and weaknesses are in different counts and stuff. And you take the, the heat map of a hitter strength and weaknesses, and then you see where those intersect and, and you can take from that, from that data, a, a game plan, you can create a game plan. And again, it's not hundred percent, but. Right. 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 I mean, something better than nothing. And again, the more you face the guy, the more data you have, and the more you can, you know, kind of fine tune that plan. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, that is interesting is some, some of the hitters, like when I start working with them and, and they're, they got a little bit to uh, some time to go right before they're, they're up there, but they're considered as a pitcher. And, and when I used to pitch, I pitched probably up to my sophomore year in high school. And then after that, I kind of got bored of it. Um, as a pitcher, you're looking at a lineup in colors, like kind of in shades, right? You have uh, certain hotter shades, and, and that could be, you know, usually your three, four, five guys, maybe, maybe one, two. And then there's going to be some streaky guys that you'll see some red here and there, but it's not consistent. Usually 
red three, four, five, maybe six and things like that. But then there's those kind of shades of gray in there that you tend to just default pitching, right? I pitch, I'm going to pitch this to guys the same way because they're in that, that shade, right? That gray shade. Um, and so I tell my hitters, when you start smashing the ball and smashing the ball is when pitchers have to make an adjustment. They don't care. They don't make an adjustment. If you hit a blooper to right field as a righty or opposite, you know, as a lefty or hit a CNI single, Pitchers don't care. That doesn't scare them. They're just going to think you're lucky and they're going to do it the same way the next time. So what do you guys do as your hitters when, uh, so you got a guy that's hot. Now he can't look at his teammates and how they're being pitched as they're going to be pitched the same way. So how do you guys treat that? Like as they start leveling up. How yeah. 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 For us, it's really all our guys that look like you're individual. Yep. Like, yeah, you can take information from other guys, but if you're not the same hitter, the other thing is you don't see what he sees. Mm-hmm. Like, we all see things a little bit differently. That's why, like, you see guys like, dude, his curveball nasty. The next guy's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, so yeah. everybody sees something different. So that doesn't mean that we don't take information mm-hmm. and understanding how they're pitching them and what adjustment they're making. I think we like to tell guys more than, like, seeing how they're pitching them, see how they adjust to him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then so so when we can start seeing how what his strategy and what's his uh, approach to make an adjustment then we can kind of start looking at us and start saying okay so how would he adjust it if it was me if i did xyz and so so yeah so you know every every hitter different and so and when you get to a certain level everybody's unique and they and there's a spot for him and so this is where we get into that mindset, people, which I'll talk about in a minute. Go, if you go don't for mind. it. Yeah. Good, okay. Yeah. So go, go for it. Yeah. So the mindset, people, there's three mindsets that we've been able to identify over the last five, six years. And it's really been uh, eye opener, you know, when you start figuring out where guys are at. So we have the first one is called the compare and convince mindset. Mm-hmm. So this is the guy that constantly comparing himself to everybody else. You know, he's doing this, so I got to do this, or his numbers are this, I got to do that, or, I mean, he's got three hits, I got to get three. And so these guys never really focus on what they need to do. They're comparing themselves to everybody else. And so they don't play as well, and now they're convincing themselves, can I play at this level? Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys are at that level. And every time you level up, you get to that level. You just kind of look around. Everybody's bigger, faster, and stronger, and they know how to play the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. And so, so but, the, but the quick, the, but for us, like, we have the conversation all the time about figuring out where they're at mindset-wise. And when guys struggle, that's where they're at most of the time. And then that compare, convince mindset. So we got to bring awareness. And, the convers- and it's it, it, it done through a conversation. Like we talk to them and really try to have them. And like, we have the relationship with them that they can trust and, and be vulnerable a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, still so about where they're at. A lot of times they want to tell you with all the good stuff. They don't want to tell you the bad stuff. Yep. And so we wanted it to be the other way around. Teenagers, so, right? Teenagers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so then the next one is called what we call compare or I'm sorry, compete and contribute. Mm-hmm. So now this, we've gotten them from compare, convince to now, dude, I, I'm, I look like everybody else mm-hmm. and I can, I can play at this level. And so that's a good, you can level up with that. Mm-hmm. Now the next one is what we call the strategic advantage mindset. And that's what we work on. That's what we specialized on the last five, six years. It, this is the guy that is owning himself. He's individualized. It's what he does and what he does or what he's going to do to give himself a game day advantage. So that we're talking about mindset, you know, skill set. 
and, and how you prepare. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are like really good with where they're at, even though they may not be where they want to be, but they're good with where they're at. They understand that they're a unique individual. They understand that they have a role that they are qualified for and they're okay with that role. And they're going to succeed at that role and eventually get into a bigger role they want. Mm-hmm. And so getting guys to that mindset, and man, it changes how they practice. It changes how they talk. Mm-hmm. It changes how they, you know, it's just a confidence. It's just a different level because they, they feel free to be themselves mm-hmm. and understand that what they do and where they're at is good enough. Yeah. You know, I love that dude. I, and I know we can go deep in each of these pillars and we'll do that on future calls for sure. Sure. Um, before, before we get to where people can find more information on you, wanted to ask you, so how do you get a player out of, what are some of the questions? Cause I love questions and that's, yeah. that's a, it's how we ask our questions. The quality of our questions makes our answer, the answers much more quality. Right. So when you Absolutely. have a player in that comparison in that mindset, in the like the bottom rung, when they're in there, what are some of the questions that you ask them to help get them to the next part of it, where they compete, where they get into the compete, the second rung? Yeah. So I always start with the conversation because they're never going to just come out and tell you this. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so you always start with like, hey man, like let's say we're in season, and he comes to me today, and he had a game past weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, so how did it go? What did where are you at? Like, what did you do? And so they'll kind of run through. Man, I struggled a little bit. You know, I struck out a couple of times. There were the, you know, we had two innings where we bat around, and I got two, I got two of the outs and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, so so why do you think you struggled? Like, what do you think it is? Like, like I don't give answers, man. Like, I, I want them to tell me what they're seeing because I don't know what they're thinking and what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to understand what they're thinking and what they're seeing. And so, so it always starts with, like, the – I always start with, like, the – what did you know about the pitcher, mm-hmm. if anything? Mm-hmm. Right? What did you know about the team? Because certain teams have certain philosophy yeah. on how they approach guys. So what do we know about them? And so what would your plan against them? And again, like at the youth level, even we can, we can go and watch games in between and see where they're at and kind of figure out what we know about them. And a lot of these kids play each other all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would start there with like, okay, what did you know there? And then, so what would your mindset about that? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these kids, they'll go on like the U trip or they'll go on PBR and they'll go on the stuff and they'll psych themselves out before <laughs> they even get out there because these guys are good. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so if you're there, then yeah, dude, you're like, you're like giving this guy too much credit. Mm-hmm. And so how do we got, how do we get out of that? It's like, Hey man, that's good, man. He's good. That's who you want to play. That's mm-hmm. who you're trying to measure yourself again. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out like, so what did you know about them? Like how did, and so what, what should have your mindset have been? What should your plan have been? Mm-hmm. And then it's about, what what would your like literally when you were in the box what would your pre-pitch routine mm-hmm. because our, the way we structure our pre-pitch routine and we can talk about that later is mm-hmm. is like we organize our thoughts in a way to keep us present on the task mm-hmm. because if we don't organize our thoughts and we just have thoughts mm-hmm. and we can start thinking about anything mm-hmm. and so we have them organize their thoughts in a way so we like hey man so where were you there and that's really like those those areas right there is really where it starts. Mm-hmm. And so then they get in the game and they're like, okay, this guy's fastball fast. Like I already knew that coming in. And now he's like in this, like he's trying to convince himself that he can play against him. Yeah. And so now we have that conversation right. about, okay, dude, that's where it started. It started long before you got in that batter box. 
It started with how, what you were thinking the moment you knew you were playing there. Mm -hmm. So how do we work on that thought process? We got to change the thought process about, okay, this dude's good. This is who I, exactly who I need to play to measure up where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so how do I get an advantage over him? What are my skill sets? How can I game plan against him? And, and, to, and what advantage do I have against him? Yeah. And so, so that's where we start with that whole process. And then that conversation gets deep, man. So, you know, we can get into, you know, again, we go through that, that path I was talking about the, what were you seeing? Did you see the ball? What cue did you see? Were you on time and all that stuff? But a lot of it goes back to that mindset and that, and what they were thinking about that picture before it got into all that other stuff. Yeah. Love that. And, and we can go deep in that and maybe another, another, uh, uh, episode or whatever um so to be respectful of your time where can people find you i know you're just starting to get online you've been doing and, and again what i love about you is that you're in the trenches you're doing all this stuff you're not spending all your time on social media and and right calling and all you're actually in the trenches doing the stuff but and so yeah. i understand you're getting online now so where can people find you as of as of today yeah so i i'm on strategichittingguy.com and so I'm building out, I'm, I'm trying to, the, the pillars that we talked about, it's more of a framework. I'm trying to build that out. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, this has been five, six, seven years in the making, um, really testing it out, really seeing like great results. And we got guys from youth ball all the way to pro ball. And so it's been, it's been great, man. And I think like, I want to help as much as I can. Cause I feel like, man, dude, like if we can get a few little things, mm -hmm. a few extra things, especially game day stuff. Uh, we can help hitters get to that next level. Uh, and there's a lot of great coaches out there, man. There's a lot of them doing awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, but I feel like we can do a little better on game day. And mm -hmm. so this is just my small, my small contribute to the, uh, the community. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll come out here in the next couple of weeks. I'm finalizing the editing part. <laughs> it takes some time as you know. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, but I'm, strategicatingguy.com cool yeah and so i i see what you're doing and you're versed in all the other stuff too the mechanical stuff and all that but like from our conversations it seems like you're more like the glue you're the glue that's in the middle of all this stuff that that brings it all together right brings all the puzzle pieces together and and, and combines it absolutely like the framework we can plug anybody's stuff into it so yep. like let's say let's say you know when we when we do our initial assessment we start looking at what the holes are and then we start saying, okay, you need the, the hitting performance lab here. So this mm -hmm. is where you plug your stuff in. And then you need, you know, this Joe down the road, hit the plugged in here. And so we start plugging in the holes of where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's cool about it is, is we've been able to kind of bring focus because there's a lot of guys don't really know where they're at and they don't know what they need to be working on. And so now we have like an assessment process and a framework that allows them to just plug in holes and plug in whatever philosophy you believe. I, I don't really care mm -hmm. as long as they help and as long as you understand the pros and cons, if there is any, mm -hmm. and how you game plan with it. You know, so whatever you choose to do, it's great, man. Like I said, there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of different philosophy. Um, I don't really care what you use as long as you can game plan and play and play on game day. Right. Now, do you have any other sort like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any of that up yet? Yeah. So I got Facebook going. That's just my personal one, just Jeff Rottmeyer. Okay. And then um, I got an Instagram going and it's uh, Jeff Rottmeyer. Okay. And then same thing with um, a lot of stuff that I put on like my, my podcast. Mm -hmm. So my podcast, Strategic Hitting Guy. Mm -hmm. And that also, I made a video form on YouTube. 
Okay. Okay, cool. So you got some YouTube stuff for those of you yeah. out there. Very yeah. cool. Well, hey, Jeff, I appreciate your time, man, today. And, and hopefully, like I said, do some more episodes, part two, part three, and we can dive a little bit deeper into all this other stuff. So thank you for, for hanging with me today. All right. Thank you.